Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, on the Wester Hotline, welcome back, everybody. Sports Talk Saturday, Nate Geary here. Joining us live from Harbor Center, we've got Paul Hamilton. Paul, I'm going to ask you all the hard-hitting questions today. No <laughs> softballs. I've heard you all week. Bulldog teeing you up. Easy questions. You're not getting that from me, man. <laughs> so uh, I'm ready. So did you, did you have fun? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know me. I mean, uh, hockey in July. That's let's, right. Let, let's get it on. Let's do it. I'm, now I'm sad that it's over, and now I, we have, have to wait for another couple months before we're, we're going to be doing hockey again. But even the last two weeks, you know, to be involved in the draft, being in Montreal, that was for the first time in three years that we're all together for the draft. There was so much excitement in Montreal, and now the first time in three years we were all together for a development camp. And again, there was just a lot of excitement, whether it was from, you know, the fans or the players, the coaches, I'll even say the media. I mean, it's just fun to be around. You know, we can actually talk with players, and you you don't have to be all masked up or be on Zoom or, you know, everything. And it's just the, the, the... little bit of normalcy that we just keep getting back has been great. Yeah, and the reason I asked you about the fun level, Paul, because you know, you watch all these highlights on Twitter, you see the Sabres Twitter feed dropping these these videos of guys on breakaways, the Devin Levi save, which just looked absurd. Um, I, I get the sense, Paul, that part of the fun, especially maybe for fans over the last couple of days, is this doesn't really feel like the standard development camp. It, it kind of reminds me of the Eichel first development camp, right? They packed the house for that for that scrimmage, but it was all to see Eichel, right? And and the high level of skill. He, he definitely separated himself from the other guys on the ice. Paul, it felt like there was a number of guys that I watched make plays with the puck in their hand and said, um, there is a high level of skill at this at this particular development camp, Paul. But it's not from one guy. It's five, six, seven guys that you're saying, those are NHL-level moves. Those are skill levels that you didn't necessarily think you'd see this early in camp. Absolutely. And, and you're right. With, and even during the practice sessions, everybody came to see Eichel. And, you know, the place was packed. And they were packed for every session this week, too. The fans are are excited about this team. And, Nate, it's, it's, it's weird. I, I was on... Uh, Andrew Peters podcast with him and I, and I said you know what and I'm being serious about this this is the first time since and I said to Andrew since you were a player on this team that I'm actually getting fans walking up to me in a positive fashion excited about the team in a positive fashion and not basically swearing about the team and going crazy about <laughs> nobody knows what they're doing and right. this is ridiculous fire everybody and you know the the thing that we've I've listened to basically since Briere, Drury, <laughs> and I laughed <laughs> since the Briere, Drury, and Peters era. <laughs> you know what I'm on with Andrew. So uh, yeah, and uh, so and that's what we're seeing. I mean, we saw it last year in April, where more people started coming to the arena, filling up the 300 level, saying, "You know what? Is this real? I want right. to see a little more of this. Let me see if th- if this is real that, that we're looking at here." And 
you know, now now the talent level that you come out here and no matter what session you came to, Portillo and Levi put on an absolute show. I mean, these are two really, really good goaltenders. And, um, I, you know, I, I just I'm sorry to the people that want to go get Gibson for six years and, <laughs> and, and everything and don't want to listen to Adams when he says he's not going to get in their way. And if you had any doubt, just come. Too bad you didn't come watch this because you wouldn't have had any doubt why he's staying out of the way of his young goaltenders. Because I, I, I don't know. I just don't think that. I think it would. Be, I'd be shocked if one of the three don't become a bona fide number one NHL goaltender. And quite honestly, I think more than one of the three will. Well, now you could say four if you want to add Lennon in. Yeah, right. And. Paul, I think that's obviously one of the most – it's an easy position to look at because they're by themselves, they're sitting in a goal, and everything – all eyes can be on the player. Whereas in a three-on-three three or in a five-on-five five format, you know, when you're trying to watch one guy, your attention can quickly turn to other players with the puck, right? So, like – but in goal, all eyes on you. And to see some of the saves, to see the subtle comfort – that Devin Levi already has in a developmental camp, I think has to be really promising if you're Kevin Adams. Now, I think Kevin Adams had a pretty good idea of what he was going to see from Devin Levi, and I think Portillo's the same thing here. But, Paul, like, if you are Kevin Adams, I know you're looking forward to the season and you bring in Eric Conrad. Like, you've got goaltenders in the system now that you feel like you can roll out. But, man, I got to feel like he went into this camp really happy about where he was with his goaltending position in, in the organization as it stands. But I got the feeling he probably leaves this camp feeling a whole lot better than he did walking into it. And even in this three-on-three three that we watched, they went up against each other twice, once in the round robin and then once, uh, you know, in the uh, as they played for the championship. Or they didn't actually play for the championship. But in the, they went at each other in the, um, uh, yeah, Perot Hashik in the semifinals. Both were 0-0 at the end of regulation, both games, and then went to a shootout. So it just showed you when they right. were head-to-head against each other. Good luck. The, the competitive juices were flowing and great saves were being made. Remember, this is three-on-three, three, so it wasn't just let's do the left-wing lock and the goaltenders will have an easy time. No, they're, they're getting one-timers that they have to get across on. They're getting breakaways. They're getting Jack Quinn coming down the slot. You know, they're getting all this stuff, and and you won't see a better save than early on, and I retweeted it out. It might have been Levi's. It was, I think, his first shootout save on Quinn. It was just Quinn is a great shootout player, Mm. and he – it looked like he had deked Levi right out of his jockstrap. It looked like it was an easy goal. He somehow got back and got the glove on it. I, I, I still don't know how. It was just an absolute – it's the best save you're going to see. I mean, it was just a, a phenomenal save that he made on a, on a guy who is one of the best shootout players you're going to see. And, uh, you know, that just got it going. And Pertillo winds up winning the whole thing. And if you were going to give an MVP – I was kidding on the on Twitter. I said, well, when they have the Con Smythe, I'll give the Rob Ray MVP award for the three-on-three. <laughs> and it would have to be Portillo. He won the thing. Wow. You know, he backstopped his team to, to, to the championship and won the thing. If you ask, Levi probably had the better saves throughout, but they both were really good. Yeah. I mean, it, it was 
I mean, the goaltending in, in Buffalo, I believe, is in very good hands. Yeah, I mean, listen, let, let's talk about some guys that are maybe closer to making some level of impact in the NHL. But even before I do that, the, the quote, right? I mean, you hear Yuri uh, Kulich, the, the Sabres' 28th overall pick, third first-round pick of this last draft a couple of weeks ago, talk about how he wants to play in the NHL. He expects to play in the NHL this year, Paul. Now, my expectations maybe aren't as high as, as, as Kulich has for himself, but if he wanted to set a precedent if he wanted to set the expectations for not just himself to be in the NHL, but for the organization to expect that he was going to be in the NHL. I don't think he hurt himself this week. And you definitely, and, and there are some members of the media and, and myself included where you thought to yourself, how, why was he still sitting there at 28 with the talent you saw in this tournament going against guys his own age, but still, I mean, some of the goals he scored, the hands he has just the overall package that he has. It's like, wow. This is a good hockey player, and now I see why he's so confident in himself, comparing himself to Pasternak and Matthews, and which and I'll keep saying I'm fine with. I like the confidence. Me too. And um, you know, it, it, just to see him out there, and you know, I, he's not going to make the Sabers this no. year, but still, I mean, he he showed that. Let's say for some reason they absolutely had to have him for whatever reason. He, I don't think he would embarrass himself if he wind up, wound up on the Sabers, but uh, you know it wouldn't be good for his development right now. You know he'll probably wind up in junior next year, but um, just to see a guy like him and and you know what he would be able to do. Austin scores the first goal of the tournament. I, I, he's in he's in the uh, in the circle with a huge one timer. And, and, you know, he scores on, on that. Of course, Savoy wasn't on the ice because of an injury. But, you know, to see those young guys do that and, uh, you know, just, just to show that it's not – let's not just talk about uh, Krebs and, and uh, those guys and Portillo and that that group. The, the, Paterka, Quinn, there's some other guys here. Rusick, again, I loved him in the playoffs last year. You know, he didn't get a lot of ice time at forward. But yet he still got enough off ice time to score two or three very big goals for Rochester mm. in those playoff series. And he missed most of the year with a knee injury. Now we're talking about a sixth-round pick who has really turned into a very good prospect and had a couple of goals in this in, in this three-on-three. Uh, three and, you know, watching them all throughout the, uh, throughout the week, they've got a prospect here. they got a guy who I think – can make an impact on the Sabres, not next year, but but at some point. It's not just the name guys that are good. They've got some other guys that they've drafted in other rounds that are – Josh Bloom is another one. Yep. That, that's, that's very good. From Saginaw, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he had a good, he had a good week uh, sitting here. Unfortunately, we weren't able to see um, Nadeau. He was injured, but the the – improvement that he's made in just a year you know uh, since he's been drafted has been just staggering and you know these are guys that are a little bit further down in the draft right you know so uh it's just great to see uh and and again that's been a lot of the problem the last couple of years i mean all right yeah you got eichel and you, you you hit on some of your number one picks not named nylander but you gotta hit on some other ones yeah you can't just go over the draft once you get past your first round pick. I mean that year, uh, they, that one year, uh, they had three second round picks. Nothing, nothing, and you can't build a team that way if you're missing on that many picks. 
And Paul, I, I think there's going to be NHL teams that look back at the 2021 draft and say, well, what could have been? We didn't have enough information. We had guys that didn't play in a season. And that year of development is a huge thing. But I think you, you look at the Sabres. I mean, how about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven picks in that 2021 draft? And you're looking down the lineup. You're looking at the third round. You're looking at Bloom. You're looking at Nudeau. Like you're looking at some of these names, and you're saying to yourself, "This doesn't even count the guys that they've got in Russia, right? The their, their two second round picks, the the Pelpatov, Pelpipov, and Kizikov. Like this is an organization that might look at the 21 2021 draft." and talk about it a few years down the line on how it moved this organization forward. And I don't know that there's going to be a lot of organizations that can say the same thing about that draft. Let me bring up another name, Tyson Kozak. Michael Pecka was talking about him yesterday. He goes, I, he goes I'll be honest with you, I didn't know anything about Michael Kozak when, or, or Tyson Kozak when he showed up here. Nothing. He said, and I've sat here and watched him this week. He goes, it's amazing. He goes, he looks to me like a, se- a, first, a first or a second or third round pick. He goes, he doesn't look like a guy who was a lower-round pick. He goes, the maturity that he shows and the talent that he has and, and the way he's come along. I mean, just another guy who had just a good camp, scored a goal today, and uh, just another name from that you don't normally hear about that you know has a chance with the Sabres or maybe another organization you know, the, down the line that is, is showing, well, you know, maybe he should have been drafted higher. Paul, uh, the two guys I kind of wanted to end it, uh, to end our conversation around were Jack Quinn and, and J.J. Paterka, you know, two guys from the 2020 draft in the first and second round. And, you know, uh, hearing Michael Pecca talk about John, uh, J.J. Paterka the way that he did, um, I guess isn't necessarily a surprise, especially if you've been following Paterka, especially his his last year um, in, in, in Rochester. And obviously Quinn kind of had the early start to the season an injury here in Buffalo gets his first NHL goal here in Buffalo but then kind of struggled in the playoffs a little bit but man when you watched Quinn and Paterka out there in any highlight they looked like they were sort of far and away pulling away talent wise like almost like this should probably be their last development camp like both guys look poised and ready to take the step at the next level. What have you seen this week that maybe gives you the confidence that each of those guys are going to be mainstays in this lineup next year? Oh, they're head and shoulders above the other guys that are here, but they should be. You know, So they basically were f- fulfilling the role that they should have fulfilled uh, as you see them. Unfortunately, as you look at the Sabres, I don't see room right now for both of them. I only see room for one of them. Only because there's room for both of them if you want to stick one out there with Gergensen's and Oposo. But I don't, not, and I'm not insulting those two teams. But I, when you're a top six talented goal scoring guy, that's not the line I think you should be on. That the energy line. I think you you should be in the top six. So I would see one making the team, maybe one going back. And if you get an injury in your top six, you bring him right back, and 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 put him in your lineup that way. Um, and it, you talked about Michael Pekka talking about Paterka, and his comment was he has no idea how good he is. None. He said he doesn't have a clue how good he is and how good he's going to be. And that's, you know, that, that's kind of cool to hear that too, that, you know, it's not an arrogant guy. You know, it's not an entitled guy, which we had a lot of those for the past uh, X amount of years around here that, you know, just thought that, they were they were they were it and they were entitled and and everything and that didn't quite work out here in Buffalo, um, but to hear that as such a talented player who has come so far 
since the Sabres have drafted him. Yeah. He was good anyway then. But he's come so far. As as Michael said, he goes, I didn't think when he came down we'd have him killing penalties. He goes, I didn't dream of that. He goes, guess what? He was killing penalties hmm. by the end of the year. He goes, that's a trust that we had in him. He goes, that's the work that he put in to being a better hockey player. And uh, so when you hear like things like that, that a, a really talented hockey player is probably going to score goals in the National Hockey League, doesn't even know how good he is. <laughs> I mean, that just goes to show you right there. Like I said, Paul, no softballs, and I'm going to end it on a tough one here. If you've got, a, if you're looking at the two right now, Quinn and Paterka, and use what you say, I think is actually right. Like I don't think you to, to set up JJ Paterka or Jack Quinn in their first full season in the NHL on the fourth line with Gergensen's with a post. So that's not exactly going to set either guy up for success. So if one guy starts the year here in Buffalo, which of those two do you believe it is based on what you've seen? I think it's Quinn. I, I have some lines in my in my head. Uh, people don't understand the value that Asplund has, and all you have to yep, look is agreed. how good how good Dylan Cousins was last year in the last month, month and a half, and he played most of that month and a half with Asplund. And Asplund really had a tough middle of the season. He wasn't himself. He wasn't that two-way player. He was giving the puck away a lot. And then he actually said he started like doing the things that Oposo did, coming to the rink, going through a – you know, watching what he does, and he, he became Asplund again, and he made Cousins a better player. So people who think, well, just take Asplund out of the lineup. No, that's not a good idea. You can't just have a bunch of 40 goal scorers. Right. You have to have, you know, different types of players, and they work. With, so I see maybe Quinn maybe being with those guys because mm. you have Skinner and Thompson and Olison. You have Krebs and Tuck and Middlestad on the left. You've got the line we already talked about with Gergen, Sinzaposo, and probably Henestrosa. Uh, so that's the way I see it where, you know, Cousins, Asplund, and Quinn. I think Quinn maybe is a little more polished. Actually, last year, had Quinn not gotten hurt here up in the NHL, I think he would have stayed here for a while. I do too. Same thing with Lukanen. Yep. Had Lukanen not getting, gotten hurt, I believe Lukanen would have been their goaltender for the rest of the year unless he really faltered, which didn't appear that he was going to. Uh, and I think Quinn might have been in that same boat. He played well enough that I think he would have stayed. He would have stayed for a while and maybe stayed for the rest of the year. All right, Paul. Thank you so much, my friend. Enjoy your weekend. And uh, if you're hitting up the Italian Fest like I am later, I'm, I, I am going to eat so much Italian sausage. So uh, <laughs> I, I, maybe I'll turn into one, I hope. Um, but thank you, Paul. I hey, appreciate you, my friend. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk soon. Our lives aren't like they used to be. They're busier. Early morning Zooms, grabbing coffee to make that in-office meeting, getting to your kid's soccer game on time. Life is different, and so is advertising. To reach any audience, you need your message out there in all media, broadcast to streaming, on screens, and right to the ears of your customers. And that's what we do at Odyssey. Let's build a media campaign that targets the customers you know and want to reach more of. Right here in our community. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.